0: Good morning, welcome everyone, it's the Lord's Day again, the day when we come to remember our risen King who conquered that. Was resurrected, first day of the week. So today I want to speak about for our devotion about our King, about Christ as the chief cornerstone. And uh, if we if we ponder it, if we if we think about it, that everything from the beginning of time revolved around him in a new covenant it's about christ at one point in scripture says that until, until everything is put under his feet in scripture it also says that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that he is lord and in our life he is the chief cornerstone Without Him, there's nothing. Without Him, this is all nothing. It is because of Christ, He is the chief cornerstone. And um, what I want to touch in on this morning is, in all of our lives, all of us here and i'm not sure and i think every maybe every living human being will at one point or another have an encounter with him if not here in desert it will be when every new shall bow but i know here among god's people There's an opportunity, there's a time when everyone will have an encounter with him. And what does scripture say about that? About Christ, the chief cornerstone? Let's find out. But before we go there, before we go into our meeting, let's ask the Lord to come into our midst and pray for his presence here. pray. Father in heaven, we come before you in Jesus' precious name to worship you this morning, to lift you up as our King, as Lord of Lords, King of Kings. We know that everything revolves around you. We know it's about you, Lord. We know that you're in control. We know you're sovereign. And Lord, we pray that we As we go into your word this morning, we realize that more and more that that you are on the throne and everything, everything in our life eventually will be about you, about our life, giving our lives to you so that when you return, we'll be looking forward to that time, Lord. We pray, Lord, that this morning that the word that is being spoken, Lord, will be inspired by you that the word coming forward will build you build your kingdom build your church i want to pray for the brother that's coming after me lord brother jacob lord that you anoint his lips with your word we pray lord for your presence here this morning holy spirit move and touch our hearts in jesus name we pray amen So Christ as the cornerstone. As I said. All of us. Once we encounter him. It will affect us some way. Somehow. We can. Be hard-hearted and reject him. It's up to us. Or we can. Let. Christ humble us and soften our hearts. It's up to us. In John, Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 11, it says, He, which is Jesus, came unto his own, and his own received him not. Now, just reading this verse, it seems like there's a choice with no particular consequences, like, he came unto his own, and they received him not. And I believe it's still to this day, it's something we still encounter. Jesus meets people. He knocks at the door, at their door of their heart. And either he is rejected or he is accepted. His word is being preached. Either that word is being received or it's being rejected. And there's various reasons why we would reject the word of the Lord. We can read why the Pharisees, the rulers of that day rejected it. There's many reasons. Maybe it's an agenda. I don't know what it may be in our hearts. And we can choose freely, but not without consequences. Any encounter that we will have with Jesus will affect us some way, somehow. And this is what I want to focus in on this devotion. We will not go without consequences either way. And and this is not a scare tactic. This is something that you glean out of Scripture. When Jesus comes... And he's speaking to our hearts and, or he's, he's involving himself in our lives or he's knocking at the door of our hearts. We have the, the freedom, I should say, maybe, to choose. But there's always consequences. Whatever choices we make, there's consequences. And we cannot, and it's obvious. If you just start speaking about heaven and hell, there's the consequences. But I believe, even now, on this earth, as we live our life, there's consequences. Uh, the scripture warns us that today if we hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Why did He say that? I believe if we choose not to hear, if we choose not to adhere to the Word of God, we, we form a callus around our hearts and we, and we harden our hearts. And there's a consequence. So anyway, in a... Jesus was confronted by um, the Pharisees, I think it was in, in Matthew 21. Yes, Matthew 21, verse 33. And, and Jesus addressed this, this situation, a parable. Matthew 21, verse 33. This, this is where I want to take my scripture out this, on, this morning. Matthew 21 So he was he was going back and forth with them even about um um, him being rejected and he said in verse 33, Here another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it. He dug a wine president and built a tower. And he leased it to vine, wine dressers and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near... He sent his servants to the vineyard, to the vine-dressers, that they might receive its fruit. And the vine-dressers took his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. Again he sent, another, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did likewise to them. And then at last he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. And of course, he was speaking here about all the prophets, all the servants that he sent unto his people and warned them, prophesied um, words of correction, words of what's going to come. And they stoned them, they rejected them. And Jesus said here that unless he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect. My son. It, it grabbed my heart this morning as y'all was looking over at the situation and he said, They will respect my son. In verse thirty seven, they will reverence my son. But when the wine vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owners of the vineyard come, what will he do to these vine dressers? Jesus asked. They said to him, He will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render to him their fruits in their seasons. And they basically spoke their own judgment here. So after the parable... Jesus points to what they are doing with him and the consequences that will follow. So in verse 42, Jesus said to them, Have you never read, like he said to the scribes and to those that studied scripture, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. He was rejected. But in the end, everything is about him. The, the transition from the from a nation to a geographical nation to a chosen people transitioned in to that when that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and he is. The chief cornerstone in that, it's all about Him. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruit of it. Now verse 44, and here's the verse I want to focus in on. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Now, when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parable, they perceived that he was speaking of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitudes because they took him for a prophet. So they didn't dare touch him. So here, again, we see consequences of an encounter with Jesus. I believe, as I said before, in all of our lives, in all of our lives, it will go either way. We go back to verse 44. Whoever falls on this stone will be broken. Or, whoever it falls, on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Now, we can... uh, Take this verse and we can look at just at this conversation here with Jesus. And we can take it apart and actually see what this verse means. If we look at uh, the first category, whoever falls in this stone will be broken. If we look at scripture, if we look at... How we come in the flesh, what has to happen before we come to Christ. We have to give up our fleshly desires. We have to give up our ambitions. We have to give up the I, the me, and to to surrender to Christ. That is painful. And if you never experienced it, you probably never have done it. That takes brokenness. That takes a soft heart. Jesus said in Matthew <clears throat> chapter 5 verse 3, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." The poor in spirit. The word teaches us in Psalms 34:18, "The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart." And save it such as we have a contrite heart. He's nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. Anything that is broken will hurt. If we break any body part, is it our arms, our, our foot, any finger? It hurts. And there is, there is a brokenness that needs to happen in our, in our strong, stubborn flesh in order for God to come in and move. And there is brokenness. Brokenness will happen once we come to the Lord. Psalm fifty one seventeen, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou will not despise a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Now, that does not mean that person is destroyed. There's something caving in. There's something giving up. There's something. There's a a line of defense. That iron curtain is coming down around our hearts. And our hearts are stone as... Prophesied in Ezekiel is taken out and we're giving hearts of flesh. But brokenness will happen when we encounter Christ. If we choose him. If we choose to let him work in our lives. If we choose to be obedient to him. Isaiah 57 verse 15. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also, that is of a contrite and a humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Whoever falls on this stone will be broken. Their brokenness will shine forth of a man or a woman that falls on this stone, that puts himself in commits himself to this chief cornerstone, will be broken. There is a humility will shine forth, a broken spirit. There is a working of repentance happening in a believer's life that sees and recognizes his own sinful nature. And even just because we recognize that we have the endemic nature in us and that it falls short to glory of God. <clears throat> All this verse I just quoted point to a surrendered and a humble heart before God. That takes brokenness <clears throat> by the power of the Holy Spirit. It will bring us to a point where we will respond in a humble way and we will be changed. If a person responds in humility, the Lord will answer with salvation and redemption. But he will not respond to a proud and a haughty spirit. He will not respond to one who rejects and the knocking on our heart on, on our hearts who rejects the king of kings, who rejects his calling, his invitation. He will not respond. Such a person is hard. Such a person is set in his ways. And it's... Many times it will be disguised in in poor me and all that, but that is not humility before the Lord our God. Brokenness is different. Humility is different. It comes across as broken. It comes across as humble. It comes across as denying ourselves and our flesh. On whomever it falls, it will grind him to power. And we read earlier in John 1, 11... That he came unto his own, and his own received him not. What are the consequences? His own received him not. I, earlier I said, just reading this verse, it seems like there's no consequences. <clears throat> but the parable that Jesus spoke already spelled it out. In verse 43, we, what we just read in Matthew. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing fruits of it. And that is the same with us. If if, he, if he's coming, if we experience a visitation, if we experience a knocking, if we experience him speaking to our hearts, and we reject him, we have a proud and haughty spirit in front of in, in the presence of him. He will move on. I always say the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The, the enemy is aggressive. He tries to possess and he tries to overtake. He tries to kill and depress. And, but the Holy Spirit, that's not his way. Just this line here again in verse 43, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Now, consequences. Consequences. To that nation, we uh, read about the destruction of Jerusalem. Was that a consequence? It could be of his own people rejecting him. And even if you look at Matthew, is it 24? when he speaks about the desolation, a lot of times it it seems that he's pointing to that destruction. And I I believe we could go on and on here and talk about consequences of rejecting Christ even here in this earth. And how the, 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 the consequence of the stone following on us and grinding it to powder, falling on people and grinding it to powder is real. We'd much rather fall on Him and put ourselves and surrender to Him and put ourselves in His. Even though the Bible says, and I believe it, it fits an overarching in an overarching way to this devotion is, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the Living God. See, there's no way out. The best we can do is humble our hearts to the Word and, uh, and just surrender to Christ. The Hebrews writer wrote in chapter 2, verse 3, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. So again, the Word is coming. It was first spoken by the Lord and it's been handed to us. How shall we escape if we neglect? Either we fall on that stone or it will grind us. And we could find and cover numerous examples in scripture, but uh, because of the sake of time, we won't do that. So if we encounter Christ, please don't reject the chief cornerstone, but respond in humility and let him break the hardness of our hearts rather than being faced or being grounded to powder, which I believe is judgment. Amen.